This is CliffCentral.com. Hi there, it's Michael Kahn here, and I'm in studio at the CX Innovation and Tech Fest with Brett Lindsay. We are talking about innovation around customer experience and the disruption thereof. How are you, Brett? I'm well, Mike. How are you doing? That was a very formal start to a, to a Futurology it, podcast. It, it was, it was. Um, and when you say studio, it's very loosely interpreted as a big auditorium at the Maslow. Fantastic, though, isn't it? They've <laughs> it is given good. us a whole auditorium. I, f- I feel quite special. Um, but, Brett, it's been a yes. fantastic two days here. It has, it really um, has. And, you know, this is an introduction to to, to all of our guest speakers who who have joined us in the in our makeshift studio, our outside broadcast. Yep. Um, and, and how have you found it, Brett? It's really insightful. I, I like the fact that there's a lot of local speakers yes. uh, all sharing case studies and use cases from local businesses doing things to impact the customer service area within our country. 100%. And it's great to see that. I mean, we've always known South Africa is a great hotpot for, for innovation. And it's great to have innovation, but it's another thing to execute it and put it into the workplace. And Absolutely. There's great things happening in South Africa. So that's encouraging. And, and inspiring. But, but yes. it's also been quite interesting listening to, to a lot of the comments in the audience. It's really interesting to see a lot of uh, the challenges people are faced around innovation and this world of disruption with technology, Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is really what we're doing here. It's really about the inspiring part of 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 what we offer as 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 a podcast as as an organization for sure getting into organizations and inspiring people to to shift their thinking around that yeah so rather than being afraid of the future start absolutely. embracing the possibilities around that change absolutely and it's really cool uh, the the great thing about customer experience as a as a focus is that it's it's about the people again 100% absolutely so it's not technology led it's not all these things that are sometimes too big to understand or comprehend it comes down to the person it comes down to a real Real need with real people. Absolutely. And we can inspire that change to say, don't fear, embrace that change. Let's uh, go. Absolutely, which is critical. But Brett, do you want to just give us a very brief introduction to what this is all about? Cool. So in short, it's the CX Innovation and Tech Fest where they celebrate people, technology, ideas, and innovations that are literally transforming the way businesses make and keep customers. That's the important thing. So it's one thing to get them, but how do you retain them? Absolutely. And that's, it's, it's around service and, what is the, the big talk around CX and what are we doing innovatively? What are we doing things? But it comes down to the fact that we know the world is changing. Absolutely. Customers are more demanding. Customer loyalty is decreasing. New technologies are constantly emerging. And it's, it's how do you get your market share? As a business that has a huge consumer base, how do you get that market share? How do you attract them? How do you keep them? How do you seduce them to stay with you or even come across from the dark side? And you've got to make sure that it's the USP that you start to have is around customer experience and the customer service. It's not so much low-cost pricing anymore. It's not high-quality product. It's how, what is your brand? What is the combination of all of that? Absolutely. And there's great discussion happening here at, at this. And it's, it's, it's round about how technology has become an essential tool to enable a shift in thinking uh, with businesses to move more into a CX way of life. And, uh, yeah, it's really great to see it happening here in, in Johannesburg. Fantastic. Well, enjoy this podcast. What we have done is we've changed the format here. So please download this podcast. And the rest of the CX podcasts are available on our Futurology homepage on Cliff Central. Yeah, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter handle at Futurology Show. And you can tweet us as much as you like. And we'll be tweeting out some of the shows as well. So follow Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Fantastic. Enjoy. 
and we're back at the Customer Experience Innovation and Tech Fest, and we are now chatting to Nicholas Maweni, Marketing Director of SAP Africa. How are you, Nicholas? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Michael. And, Fantastic. Uh, good to be here and yeah. uh, also to be broadcasting to your listeners out there in the world. Fantastic. Well, it's lovely to have you. Uh, um, Brett was in your session. I was in another session, and he's, he's glowing. He, he sounded like it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The 360 view of the customer with a personal touch. Do you want to kick off? Yeah, I mean... Well, I tell you what, before we kick off, do you want to give yeah. us a bit of an introduction to who you are? Sorry, I, I w- I'm getting so excited about these amazing conversations. Well, um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I work for SAP. Yes. yes. I look after um, the marketing uh, for SAP yes. and uh, quite a number of things, changing perception, monetizing our portfolio, Wonderful. and really making sure that we run simple. And I also have had my stint yes. within the public sector, so I've done... My okay. uh, good uh, service. Uh, I've done all of that in, the, in a good country and I've worked um, as the Chief of Staff for the Ministry of Justice oh, wow. okay. as a Ministry of Arts. And I've also worked for the Blacks. And uh, for the Blacks here, I'm referring to the Black Management Forum in my capacity no. as the, uh, the Managing Director for BMF. Okay. So Fantastic. I've got um, you know, a bit of a odd background um, oh, you know, in diversity is good and of course um, you know as well as in law um, and yes. let me ask sorry. you a question sorry I think we're probably going to ask the same question <laughs> what, what did you prefer art or law because they are completely opposite well um, both of them are form of art <laughs> uh, the art of argument. <laughs> have you found that, okay. that that broad spectrum of diverse skill sets talents and experience have have put you in a focused position in what you do now? So interesting, most people always ask, well, how did you move, uh, what made you to move from, you know, strong marketing, strategic marketing background and uh, eventually decided to go and study law? Um, I think in, in some stages, most of the marketing people used to be very much challenged. Yes. And we always used to be perceived as if we have these fluffy stuff. Mm. And uh, and then in order for me to really come and bring some substance to the fluffy stuff, I was not very good with accounting. So now I thought, oh. I'm clearly not going to become an accountant. So taking your word to say, well, it's still part of the art. So I thought, yes, marketing is a science of this art. So if I could really fully do good research and understand the legalities and all the things that yes. thou shall not, it will probably be a good thing. So now I can walk into any board uh, that wants to challenge any marketing campaign and I can go. really wow. read them the riot act. Yeah. Cool. And uh, there was there was touches of that in your talk as well, where you're saying, stop doing this and think about that. And have you thought about this? Yes. And uh, I think the thing that shocked me with some of the stats that you brought up, specifically around social media and how yes. we interact with it, is how little some of us actually know about how much everybody else knows about us. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. much. So, so mm. even though most people, you know, I talked about, um, you know, this 360 view of a customer yes. and with a personalization. Yes. Most of us, you know, we want our privacy. We want, yeah, um, you know, and as I've mentioned, it's enshrined in our constitution section 14, um, actually guarantees you, uh, you know, your privacy. Yes. And, and, and yet whenever we engage, uh, socially, uh, particularly on the social platforms, and we somehow oh, disregard yeah. this. <laughs> yes. And um, and whenever you don't get any likes on your whatever um, comment, and you get devastated. Mm. And of course, uh, you know, the more likes you have, the more somebody out Absolutely. there is starting to pick up this information, this wonderful insights. And um, you know, if you get to three hundred likes, 
I can tell you, likes of Facebook know you mm. far better than anybody else. It's like it's, a paradox it's actually, of sorry, narcissistic. Sorry, sorry, because it's actually a really critical point. It's seven likes. The, the algorithm that they've designed yes, and Cambridge a- Analytica, I don't know if, if you're going to go into that, but it's seven likes and they can actually determine exactly who you are. But not only that, what's absolutely frightening, if we look at the work that Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. has done from a political perspective, every country that they've gone into and they've, they've influenced the election, it has left a wave of absolute destruction in its path and, and, and discontent. So it's, it's a very, very real scenario. And anyone who's sitting there saying, my privacy doesn't matter, I've got nothing to hide. You do not understand what you are saying. And the challenge for most of us out there is, uh, you see, when we start engaging on these social platforms, uh, do we ever go back and think about the terms and conditions, that 16 no, or whatever number absolutely. of pages? And uh, we want to engage in the moment and uh, on our side, um, like I've mentioned, if you don't get any likes on your side, you start thinking, well, nobody likes me, nobody mm. cares. I want to be an influencer. Yes. Imagine somebody, uh, you know, do we call them celebrities? These well-known kind of guys. People. Yes, these so-called well-known individuals mm. who, who really boast that they've got over a million. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I've 75% asked, of them in Russia. I've, I've asked, well, there's one individual, um, you know, a local uh, South African who actually has got over a million. And I've asked him and I said, do you know what this means? Yeah. So that's I'm not mentioning the name. He actually told me says we might be affiliated I have to outsourced all of this. So the good thing about it is he's not doing it himself. Yeah. So yeah. therefore that's why it's important. So they're not really picking up the best kind of insights. Yeah. Uh, because he's not the one doing it. So he's got a team of people that are actually doing this kind of information, this kind mm-hmm. of um, uh, you know going out there with trawlers. That sort of put a twist to the whole thing now. It's interesting because we could scroll <laughs> off down a whole path. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because at the end of the day, it still becomes who he is, though. He cannot escape the, the hook. Um, you He's will, still that little fishy on well, that hook. Well, at the end, yeah. you basically just get fans, and that's what it is. Don't yeah. confuse fans and really who you are. When we Very talk about this, yeah. this kind of uh, – when you start putting the analytics here – is your behavioral, uh, it's your psychological kind of uh, patterns. Yeah. And uh, that, unfortunately, you're not going to pick it up uh, when you use that type of uh, For sure. uh, model. Yep. Okay. Oh, we get, I, I've just got multiple like avenues of topics that we can pursue at the moment. But I think let's stay on your talk that you, you mentioned about the 360 degrees yes. uh, view of, of customer uh, service and ex- experience. And it is so vast that a 360 degree strategy around customer service is one that I think some brands think they're doing mm-hmm. and maybe aren't really executing very well. And yet there are some that are doing it maybe to an extent where it hampers some of that privacy issues. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you talk to customers and uh, businesses, brands about getting customers, retaining customers, keeping a one-on-one relationship versus just general messaging? So a couple of things there, um, Brett. One is uh, I always believe you have to run faster just to stay in one place. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You're running the so fast, change. but you are actually not moving because you need to run so fast because everybody else is actually going to overtake you. Yes. So that's one. And so if you were thinking that, hey, I had the best customer experience or the customer service that I was offering, that was yesterday. Yes. And uh, now tomorrow the customers no longer want a good service. They want... 
a superb service, mm. and eventually they want you to delight them, etc., etc. I think we're going to run out of uh, adjectives here. Mm. <laughs> so that's what normally happens. And the other thing that one always needs to focus on is in most businesses, I mean, I use the interesting case here of a mobile company uh, where c- uh, a customer is buying a mobile phone and um, etc. In, in that business, three basic things happened. You acquire a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so 100%. therefore the company has to go get involved in an acquisition. Okay, go and get the service. Yeah. Yes. Once they got the service or they got the product, now you've got to keep them. Yes. Yeah. Keeping them. Yeah. Often it's becoming now a lot more difficult to keep them because yeah. customers, as I've mentioned, are not very loyal. Totally. It costs a lot of money to get them. And now you've got to keep them. Mm, and keeping them, gee whiz, you've got to really do a whole lot of tarantaras and uh, different <laughs> things uh, yes. to keep them entertained. And once you do that, in terms of keeping them, is then now, how do we grow them? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you see, you've bought a mobile phone from us, and we're happy with this, and we're keeping you. Now let's grow. And yeah. growing means let's actually start putting other sort of a services within that. Let's Absolutely. start farming you so that, you know, the transaction uh, is a lot more from you than it was when we started engaging with you. Yes. Yeah. That's, so it's get, keep, grow. Mm-hmm. That is, to me, the mo- one of the most basic strategies I, to I apply. I like the simplicity of yeah. that. Yeah. So there's another thing around business approaches to consumerism, and that's better, faster, cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can't, and you can only have two of those, I suppose, at any one time. But in order to attract people, competing brands are trying to be the best that they can be. They're pushing forward, obviously, massive marketing, huge, huge awareness campaigns to say, hey, we're over here. Look at us as an alternate. How much of that goes on past the point of, past the retention? Are brands actually executing? My question is, are brands actually executing the, the big talk once consumers join? You know, uh, one, one, I, I, I made a, I noticed something in, in my talk, um, you know, early on is that, um, people love cliches <laughs> and people really, really do love cliches. Yes. And, um, and I wish they could go beyond cliches and strip mm. all of that and really talk about the real life situations. Yeah. And that's yeah. why whenever I do these kind of talks, I just try to personalize it. Yes, I'm not going to talk about rocket science when you are battling to order a chicken and to want that chicken to be delivered absolutely. to you mm-hmm. on time, hot, mm-hmm. with an ice cream, mm-hmm. and you want all of these things there. That, to me, that's how basic, uh, you know, we need to start engaged because that's uh, not even happening. Mm. So, so, the other maybe challenge, and I know most of the people uh, within the marketing community might probably not be happy with this, is we need to go beyond this thing of being very pris about uh, these campaigns. Mm. Because mm. people believe so much that what they're doing is the gospel, that, you know, what they're doing is so cool. Mm. Like I've shared 80% of the CEOs uh, that were sort of uh, surveyed in the, uh, in, in, uh, recently by, uh, I think, Bain or McKinsey, and they discover that these guys think that they offer yeah, a superior absolutely. service. Mm. And customers, absolutely. when you ask them, and only 8% of the customers actually absolutely. think these guys are good. So are we really listening to the customers? Or, or do we rather believe... <laughs> Or Absolutely. drinking our own Kool-Aid, and that to me is a phenomenal challenge here. So uh, at SAP, how do you go about doing this? Because I mean, I mean, to bring it back to beyond the cliches. So from our side, so one, it's not an easy thing to even do within Absolutely. SAP. Um, one of the things that I've tried to do is then to change the perception. 
One, the perception that we're trying to change is for most people, they look at us as SAP as like, oh, you must be that uh, ERP software company. Yeah. Mm. And I normally say to people, yeah, we're that and more. We actually involve in quite a number of things. We involve in fashion, we involve in, you know, in retail, in farming, yes. etc., and all of those kind of things. And how do we change that perception? Well, we change it. We've got various products. Um, you know, particularly uh, within the marketing uh, uh, community that, uh, you know, one could use, could relate to. And that's the Hybris. And what yes. Hybris does, so remember, number of customers are using multiple channels mm. to engage. Online, yeah. um, you know, handsets, uh, physical presence in the store and all of that. And surely you need to be able to have that particular view, 360 view of that particular customer. And, uh, and for that, that's when we start talking about, uh, you know, the analytics because you've got the data. Yeah, it's yeah, there. And now you need to put the analytics part of it. And that's what some of the our tools that we have within Hybris that will then allow you uh, to have that 360 view of a customer. And by the way, irrespective of what other platforms you have yeah. from any other company, um, you know, this Hybris will sit uh, you know, uh, on that. And of course, it sounds as if it was selling, which is terrible. Don't yeah. get me to do that again. <laughs> but one, one cool point about that is that no matter how you engage with that customer, one thing you mentioned was stay consistent across all mediums. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But it's very important to be relevant and start treating your customer like the person he or she is rather than just the demographic that you're trying to reach. Treat them. Like I no, treat them as if you're treating yourself. So there was this gentleman who asked, uh, you know, how do we juggle between this? We want personalized service yeah. and yet we want privacy. Yeah. And then when you ask the question, uh, what do you want? How do you deal with this? Yes. Uh, you do want uh, personalized service. You want to be called by your name and blah, 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 yeah. and all of that. And uh, and yet you want this privacy. So, you know, mm. we are actually consumers. We are customers ourselves. And yeah. we tend to project as if a customer is somebody out there. Yeah. Um, faceless. You thing. know, it's a faceless and no, uh, nobody really can touch this person. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the sooner we start relating that I am a customer. And by the way, don't overpose. I am a customer. Absolutely. And uh, use your grannies, use your aunties, use your housekeepers up there. And uh, mm. it's one of my favorite things. I do that quite a lot to Absolutely. test things. Yep. Uh, going into the future, there's, uh, there's always this two, two camps of thought here. There's the, 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 the people that embrace change for the future and those that possibly fear the future change that is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the fear of change is something that maybe prohibits the brand-consumer conversation? People not adopting maybe the technology or, or jumping into this privacy act or opting into certain messaging or brands not maybe making it feel uncomfortable enough to say, hey, we, we want to talk to you. Um, Is it a fear thing? It's, it's okay to have fear. I always like it. You know, you must have fear. As a customer, yeah. you must always fear. If anybody's selling you something, you must start questioning why. What's the mm-hmm. point? What's the hook? You know, yeah. and that's one. So I always encourage fear because it really starts getting you to think about a number of things. Yes. And um, so that's one. And then the second part um, uh, that you've uh, then mentioned is, uh, you know, from a customer being uh, cautious about anything. Yeah. We're now entering into this era of fake news. Yes. Mm. We're now entering into this era where what you see is not what you get. Absolutely. So the consumer or the customer now needs to be a lot more informed. And, and that's why in the olden days, when I say olden days, this could be as far <laughs> as last year. <laughs> oh, last yeah. year is quite old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you thought that, um, you know, um, my likes, if I've got so many likes and my friends uh. will be recommended, is that now still the big thing? Not at all. 
No. Not at all. It's not that big anymore. Uh, purely because everybody is clicking without thinking. Um, everybody is forwarding you yeah. information without really considering. Uh, so that's the big challenge uh, for many brands. And you moment. mentioned that personal data is the new gold. Is it? Data is the new gold. Uh, because remember people, because data is the new gold mm. at the moment yeah. because people are engaging with you. Mm. Uh, people are interacting with you. And uh, you need that information because that's the insights that will help you to make sure that you have Absolutely. a personalized service. No, for sure. Absolutely. You mentioned something that just sticks out for me in the thing. It wasn't all around consumer-driven. It was about that understanding of how how valuable your information is, your personal information is. Yep. Things like going up to uh, business parks and handing over your ID book and having it scanned. You don't have to do this. And there's an awareness that's missing. Well, um, I, I don't want to cause an alarm for many people out there, but um, I, you know, I mentioned about the Poppy Act um, yes, yeah. and saying to people, even when we're moving into this digital economy, digital era, um, people need to be a little bit more careful because mm. this could infringe on your own personal security. Absolutely. Um, this is a kind of thing that sometimes we tend to really neglect. Yes. So when you go next time, as I've mentioned, uh, you get scanned at that uh, estate when you're visiting a yes. friend or family member and they want your ID book and all of that. What's well, happened? the question is, <laughs> do you really have to do that? And uh, yeah. if do you have to do it, do you need to be scanned? And what happens to that data? No. Yes. Yeah. Who's safeguarding it? Uh, in fact, it's, it, it, it's a very real concern because, in fact, I did leave my ID book behind one day. And they said, don't worry, just give us your ID number. And they pulled up all my information anyway, which was even more frightening, actually. There you go. Yeah, I, a, I knew there was another Michael floating around. Yeah, Can you trust yeah. the trust you have? <laughs> Can you trust the trust you have? Yes. Very good one. Interesting topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, for <laughs> sure. Just the trust you have. It's called gut feeling. Yeah, I normally yeah. suggest yeah. a gut feeling. Uh, go your with gut it. Is, will never be wrong with you. Okay. And I always say, follow your gut feeling because for that's sure. really what separates most of us. We all have the 100%. same logic. Yes. We read the same common books. Sense but our common sense uh, that is very similar because it's always not that common. Mm. But the most important yeah. thing is your Absolutely. gut. Go with it. Go with it. Go and with shortly it. before we end, uh, you got very passionate towards the end of your discussion around the things that are coming and the things that are here. Yeah. And that's what we like in the Futurology Show. Where are we going? Uh, so you showed a thing about a 360 vision of uh, what happens when you get a car accident and you need an insure call yes. or something like that. You don't need to go into the details of that. The great video that we'll share. But what is your vision and hopes for customer service in, with that 360 view? into the future. You know what I find interesting is that uh, many companies are now really shifting into fifth gear. Never mind yes. second. Yes. Everybody says, look, let's skip it. And yes. It can be an expensive exercise. That's one. And many companies are now no longer ignoring those small startup companies that are happening in that garage in the, yep. you know, out, out there because these are the disruptors. And they're answering needs. And what you need to do is collaborate. Mm -hmm. Collaborate. Absolutely. So Absolutely. if you find a guy out there who comes in and wants to meet up with, uh, you know, with your CEO, just don't disregard him. Who knows? This could be the new disruptor in your business. Yeah. Absolutely. Find a way if there could be some collaboration because this is where your greatest innovation within the company could come from. 100%. One of the things that I also pick up, um, you know, as uh, I get excited about what's happening uh, in, in technology space is there's some companies that it just gets too expensive for them to change. Yes. Um, purely because, hey, they've got this, uh, call it this heavy uh, legacy, yep. um, you know, IT, and they can't change it. Or, or even process, to be quite uh, honest. You know, and it's difficult to change yeah. that particular ship. I always say disrupt yourself. 
it's important. Yeah. Those companies, they need to disrupt themselves. Yeah. There's a big thing now that you, what you find in most CEOs' offices, the CEO will set up a team of about five, ten people, and uh, they are the guys who really are going to break things, test go things, against the grain, go yeah. against the grain, and irritate everybody else and test yeah. things out. 100%. That is proving to be delivering some interesting results going forward for companies. Exciting, Absolutely. exciting Fantastic times. Fantastic stuff, man. No, lovely. Nicholas Moweni from SAP Africa, thank you so much for your time. We look forward thank to speaking you. to you again in the thanks future. Thanks very much, Brett. to Michael. Thank you very much thanks for having for, me. Th- thanks for joining us. Well, that was fun, Brett. I enjoyed that chat. It yeah. really, really was. Fantastic. And uh, that was just one interview of so many great speakers here at the CX and Innovation Tech Fest. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, if you liked this uh, interview and you liked hearing all the thoughts and uh, future explorations, then there's more. There is. It's, it's on the Futurology uh, CX page. Yes. So please go and find those on there. Also on iTunes. And, of course, if you want to be inspired within your organization, drop us a line because what you've experienced here, we're quite happy to come and set up a framework within your organizations because the inspirational part of moving beyond the disruption and, mm. and, and the challenge of technology is important to you. So thank you, Brett. I yeah, enjoyed thank our you, time. Mike. This is CliffCentral.com.